everyone. Welcome to Thursday's True and Trivial Talk. I'm sorry, I t- cut you off. True and Trivial Talk with Matt and McGinty. That's right. He's Matt, and uh, I'll go by McGinty. Yeah. Okay. Hey, this is our 20th episode. I know it's a big deal. 20 episodes we've been doing this. Man, hard to believe. It hard is. To believe. Uh, it's flown by. <laughs> that is for well, sure. Today we are all things Pixar. We are going to spend. The whole podcast, the entire thing, the entire thing, talking about Disney Pixar, Pixar, which includes we're going to be doing some uh, some fun. Explain the film plot badly. Is that what it's explain called? Explain the premise badly. Explain the, you're going to be explaining it to me, trying to guess this Pixar movie based on the explanation, and we are going to do a review of the latest Pixar movie. Soul. Have you seen this movie? I have seen it. I, I you slept through it, didn't I, you? I didn't sleep through it. I fell asleep. You fell asleep because we we'll start watching something at ten thirty at night, and we're already tired. <laughs> but did you go go back and watch? Yeah, the we finished thing? it. We watched the whole thing through. That's okay. good. It's a good movie. It is good. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about it later. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah, you doing good? I'm doing great, man. Tell me about your shirt here. Oh yeah, I got a shirt here. In fact, I can't read it because I'm wearing it, and I'm going to get the. Quote you want me to wrong. read it for so you? Read it for me, bud. What's it say? I want to be so full of Christ that if a mosquito bites me, it flies away singing, there is power in the blood. <laughs> ah, power in the blood. Yes. Thank you, Chamber family, for uh, buying these shirts for both me and Matt. Yes. Matt didn't want to wear it today because he didn't want to twink with me. I'll wear so. it next week. Next week. Yeah, that'd be a little weird, you know. We've accidentally speaking. twinked a couple times on a Sunday morning. Yeah. We're, we're like, try not to stand next to each other in the altar call. It's like, hey, you, you go left, I'll, I'll go right. You it's know? like most people probably don't notice, but you feel like they do, and you just feel like the, the eyes are like, oh, <laughs> Look, oh, they look so cute. They planned their, their little outfits. matching outfits. No. We didn't. I didn't even know. Wrong. I don't even know him. Yeah, I don't, who is this guy? Jeez, yeah. he just showed up for the podcast. <laughs> I don't, whatever. All right, I'll well, wear mine next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to our, um, I'm going to be giving Matt a quiz. I'm going to be listing off badly explained plots of Pixar movies, and he has to guess them. Now, is this going to be a thing where, like, now you're the quiz giver? And no, I, no, no. I I'll guess? let you quiz me next time if we do All a quiz. Right, We've been okay. doing a lot of quizzes lately. I know. I, I usually <clears throat> give them, and you answered them last time. I, know. I, I answered I found them. it first, so I felt like I get to one. You get to go for it, dude. All right. Yeah. But before we get to it, we before need we your to top three, bottom three of Pixar movies. Oh. Top three, bottom three. We'll do this real quick. Yeah, Pixar's been around like a long time. Like, it, it has been. 95? Is that Toy Story? It started Which is with Toy mind Story. Blowing. Yeah, yeah, 1995, the first Toy Story movie so, came out. So, first fully. 26 years? Is that 26 years? Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. The year time. I graduated from, from uh, college. Yeah. So, um, I was all, in all, middle school. <laughs> all started with <laughs> Toy Story. So, uh, are we going to go ahead and just rank them? Right, well, like give right me your now? top three first. Okay. So, my top three would definitely include Toy Story. Um, mm. Of the. Is that number one for you? Um, well, it would be number one. They're sort it's, of not ranked by one through three. I would say one, Toy Story 1 and 3 would be pretty close to the top spot mm. there. So um, I don't know if that's cheating, but nah. uh, that that's what I would say. Uh, and the thing here is it's so hard to rank Pixar movies because I love them all. Like I've walked away from all of them thinking, you know what? I, I really They've like not made that a movie. bad movie. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, not if made... you aggregate all of their tomato score readings, like their percentages on to Rotten Tomatoes, it comes up to 97%. Yeah, that's crazy. That is unreal. <laughs> that, if that's your batting average, I mean, you're like... <laughs> The they make some great movies. The player they, ever. Yeah, they make some great movies. So I've I, there there's things I've loved about all of them. So top three, um, Toy Story would be the first one and three. Okay. Um, and then I would have to say after that probably up. 
uh, would be my second choice. And um, and then third would be Cars. And the reason is, is because all of these movies... Hey, Life's a Highway. It's hard to pick a favorite because they all correlate with like different phases in, in my life. And so like the... Um, and the first one, uh, I, I just, of course, I love the Toy Story movies, but um, I think about my kids, the first and the third one. Uh, so, yeah, so Toy Story and Cars, I think a lot about my kids because they were big into it, we bought the toys, and so we watched them over and over and over again. They yeah. have special memories. And then and then Up, just uh, um, you know, that has significance for my wife and I, and so it's a, a special movie. So those would be my top three. Now let's do your top three, and then we can do the bottom All ones. right, my top three. Number one, so I'm a big sci-fi guy. I love me some science fiction, okay? So, because part of the reason why I love, I love sci-fi is because it tells us things. It teaches us things yeah. that other genres can't. So, Wally. I loved Wally. Wally yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, like hardly any words yeah. in the, in the whole. Yeah, it's brilliant that it doesn't have to yeah. use any dialogue in the first like 30, 40 minutes in the yeah. movie, but it tells you so much. Yeah. Uh, most of, if you look at my picture, top three. They all say something really significant. Yeah, you know about culture, about life, and Wally. Man, it makes a you know some of the environmental things. It kind of goes a little overboard on, but it makes a lot of commentary about excess, yeah. which I really appreciate, and about human nature and um, just humanity in general. Like the people looking on their screens the whole time when you first saw yeah. it, you're like, man, that's a little extreme. Um, Hello, here we are. <laughs> Everyone's looking at screens all the time. It's very predictive. Yeah. It, it, Scarily so, yeah. You know, um, the other I would say number two for me is Incredibles. I love yeah. that the action sequences are awesome. Part of my criterion for top three is watchability, yeah. rewatchability. Can I enjoy this movie over and over and over again, rewatching it and enjoying and finding something new about it that I, I like? And so, Incredibles is a big one for me. One because it's a lot of fun to watch, but also it's super funny. Mm-hmm. I love how it plays on the James Bond um, motifs, but also in the superhero genre, kind of riffs on it in some mm-hmm. really creative ways. But it says a lot of interesting things about culture yeah. and about just you know human nature too. The whole like, you know, you're really you are special. Everyone is special. That's a way of saying no one is special. Mm. You know, and it you know it really Pixar sometimes takes some bold moves, taking some cuts at some. You know cultural tropes that uh, we kind of hold near that are you know kind of in line with some of our conservative po- points of view as well. Yeah. So, all right, my other top two, and these are kind of tied. I couldn't decide between Up and Toy Story Three. To me, they okay. fill a emotional category. Oh yeah, Toy Story Three, man, that scene at the end just wrecked me. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was a five year old boy. It just still in, wrecks me in tears, it's still man. Re- yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not crying. You're 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 crying. You know. <laughs> in fact, we we have a running thing at our house. Whenever we watch it, which is often, we kind of look over and just see if if you know each other is kind of just wiping it wiping the tear away. And I have to admit. I, I'm totally cutting into yours. And I'm sorry. No, I have to admit I do to you all the time. <laughs> that's true. You do. Um, we uh, Chloe was watching Toy Story four the other day, and and I've always thought, you know, Toy Story four is a good movie, but they should I, three was the perfect ending. Yeah, uh, when they made four, I was like, oh, really? But the this the end scene, um, you know, used to kind of it. It, it was like eh, it's kind of annoying because I want Woody to stay with the gang. You yeah. know, but yesterday or whenever she was that watched it, I I I remember, kind of, I I got a little sentimental again. I'm thinking, wait, I I wasn't supposed to like this ending, and now yeah. I'm I'm tearing up because I wanted Woody's leaving. But yeah, 
I wanted to hate that movie. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I really did not. Because I was like, man, three was the perfect yeah, ending, man. Come on, trilogy, trinity, whatever. And it was just perfect send-off. Yeah. But they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah, they couldn't. But four was, I have to say it was a great movie. And beautiful, too. Yeah. As a, like a graphic designer, I look at some of the, the artwork they did with the lighting on the in the fair and the carnival. It's just mind-blowing. And the antique store. Oh, like, yeah. All the detail. It was just amazing antiques. detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so it's tied with Up for me. Right. I can I can watch that movie several times. It is the only Pixar movie that got nominated for Best Picture Award. Yeah. I mean, it is a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it just man, it just wrecks you. Like this, the scene where where he and his wife, it's just the the reminiscing of their life mm-hmm. just before she dies. Hope I didn't give that away. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that like two two three minutes? But it's just instrumental. But man, that so much character development yeah, done in just minutes. That in and of itself, you're walking away just going, ah, and then how how that part ends, you just oh and the evolution that character goes on and, and here's an, an elderly person, right? Yeah. But they go through so much character development and character evolution in that story that's right. just really, really heartwarming. You know, from the stodgy old guy, get off my lawn, kind of Clint Eastwood sort of dude, to, <laughs> you know, really kind of being a father figure for this little boy who doesn't right. have a dad. Yeah. Um, it's just really something special. We're, we're emoting quite a bit, aren't we? Emoting. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I kind of cheated too. Up in Toy Story 3 sort of fill that, yeah. that top category for emotional impact. All right. Bottom three, man. Which are okay. three least favorite? So, uh, Cars 3. Yeah. Uh, would be my least favorite. I just... I just didn't like it. Um, I, 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 yeah. You wouldn't lightning McQueen to win again. You're like, man, come I, on, go lightning. I did, I did. I just, I don't know, man. There was, um, you know, and even with two, I, there were things about two I liked, but it's, you know, Cars, Cars one kind of stands alone, and it was a great movie. And uh, but you know, Disney and Pixar, they gotta, they gotta I didn't make, find Cars three very funny. They gotta either. make the money. Yeah. yeah. So, Cars 3 wasn't very funny. I, I appreciated the story. Yeah. Um, I know why you don't care for it as much, but I thought it was a cool sort of passing of the torch yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, you didn't want the torch passed. Yeah, not really. <laughs> so I would say that, and then I would say uh, Finding Dory. Um, I loved Finding Nemo, um, but I think I think Dory is a great side character. Mm-hmm. Um didn't didn't want a whole movie built around her. So um You didn't want to just keep swimming, did you? <laughs> just keep swimming. It's just an annoying character. That's just me, but I'm sorry. Uh that's just me. And then so on the third one, uh I so I had it set and I went and found out that it wasn't really a Pixar movie, but uh Planes. <laughs> I thought I thought Planes was a Pixar movie. It's set in the like and, the cars uh, world, but it's a Disney film. I, well that's what I thought, because it's like it's just a spin-off of cars. And nope. then uh didn't they make a boats too? No, I don't know if they made them boats. You ever see the, the X-wing one I sent you? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Funny. Now, I I really liked Planes Fire and Rescue. I don't know. Yeah, if that one was that, actually pretty good. Yeah, we were watching it but, the other day. But Planes, no, nah, I wasn't wasn't a fan. So, um You got to anyway, try again. That's not a picture for movie. Well, that's what I got. Those were the three that I chose and then Fail. like just before I came, what? It's not a Pixar movie. So, that's okay. I guess I have two and a half. It's a Disney tune movie i'll um i'll give you a pass all right all right my bottom mean? three um i'm gonna put good dinosaur on there as one of my least favorite ones no, see i like that I see like it that. was okay but the the story was not great the plot was kind of eh, not really well contrived the characters you didn't care for that much the interplay between the you know the speechless sort of human and the dinosaur was yeah. kind of kind of kind of strained a bit 
Um, but I will say it's probably one of the most beautiful Pixar films. Like yeah. the landscapes they create is phenomenal. And that's part of the reason why I don't like the movies because the landscapes are photorealistic, but mm -hmm. the characters are cartoony. So okay. it's really bizarre to me. That's part of the reason why I'm not crazy about. I love Solbos from an aesthetic point of view. Mm -hmm. The environment is photorealistic, but the characters are very exaggerated and cartoony. It's sort of a weird juxtaposition of styles, mm -hmm. and I know why they do it. But it's almost like they need to back off the detail a little bit yeah. and try to like embrace a holistic style, kind of like Monsters Inc. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like they're like, we can do it, so we will do it. Which, Which is, by the way, Monsters Inc. almost made my top three. It almost made my top three too. I love that movie. Yeah, it's it's hard to choose as a concept yeah. movie. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, it's a brilliant concept. Yeah. All right, so Good Dinosaur, Cars Two, is yeah, on my okay. least favorite. I, it's a fun movie, but it's just, it's just really. DUMB. It's kind of like, yeah, well, uh, you know, so Larry the Cable Guy or, or Mater, um, yeah. you know, he's a great side character. But they give him a lot of airtime in that movie. To build a movie around him. Yeah, a lot of the movie yeah. really revolves around Mater. Yeah. Um, and it's fun how they explore their relationship a little bit more, but, and I love how they riff on the James Bond, yeah. you know. Like the whole thing bit. revolves around Mater. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's one of the least... I think it's not nothing. There's no emotional impact to it. I can't rewatch it and like find it. I know my kids will love it, you know, but it's just not one of my favorites. So, and Cars is okay to me. I think it's good, but it's not one that I really get super excited about. I think I have toys uh, for just about every one of these movies. Um, good Dinosaur too. Yeah. Thank you, McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> right. I do have that. <laughs> All right. My last uh, least favorite, you know, my bottom three is uh, Finding Nemo and uh, Dory. I, okay. I don't like those movies. I don't. Yeah. All the characters are annoying to me. Yeah. Even Dory. You know, even the, like Finding Nemo is a great movie. I can acknowledge that, but most of the characters just annoy me. Like the whole concept is annoying really. to me. Yeah, I just don't care for it. I mean, even like Marlin. Like, eh, he just, just bothers me. None of the characters really. I love the seagulls. <laughs> I love the seagulls and finding them. That that cracks me up. And what's funny is they all the animals sort of, you know, the fish and stuff, their eyes are placed in sort of anatomically correct places. But uh -huh. the seagulls, they have them pointing forward. But they decide to make, because <laughs> you know, birds, their eyes are on the side, but the seagulls, their eyes are pointing forward. And it just gives a super creepy, hilarious yeah, look to them that is just perfect. They are creepo. Yeah, it's super but... Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> you didn't yeah. like Marlin, huh? I I, I guess I, I just connected with it because it's it's a dad looking for his son. Yeah, yeah, and, way to go there. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, I get that aspect of it, but I just don't, I just think characters are too annoying. Okay. Yeah. There's some great funny scenes in that movie, though, for sure. Yeah. Especially the fish changing shapes and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the quiz, man. You ready? I am. You I sound am. so excited. Well, no, I just got to thinking. <laughs> I got to thinking, uh, what happened to John Ratzenberger? Because he's like in all the movies up until like recently, he hasn't been in... Was he in Soul? I don't know if he was or not. He's you know kinda, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 totally. The, yeah. The, he's the pig in... Um, and, yeah, in Toy Story. And he's, he's like Mack in, Truck. Oh, and he's in, the, he's he's every, in all of them. He's in all of them. Up until like the last couple movies. He must have I don't done think something of, bad. He must I'm have not, said something. I'm not sure what made me think of him. He must have said something oh, not woke. Because you, you talked about the fish getting in the shape. and that He, he was, was the, the voice, he was that, the voice for that. Yeah, yeah, Totally. All right, you ready? Yeah, okay. So this is a quiz. I found these... Pixar movie plots explained badly, okay. and Matt has to guess what movie they are. I've got 12 of them, depending on our time. Okay. And you've got to guess them. We're trying to go through them as quick as possible. Now, to give it a little bit of explanation, it does not – so you might we have different animals and inanimate objects that come to life, you know, toys, cars, fish, that kind of thing, yeah. ants. Um, this just – the explanations are all in terms of just he and they. 
Okay. okay. So it's it's pretty, you know, pretty vague. So okay. you have to really think hard about this, okay? I've tried to eliminate the, the, the super stretchy now ones. Now, you, you didn't do well on this, right? When you took it. I know. I did not do great. Okay. No. Well, so that, that doesn't give me a lot of hope. But yeah, but okay. some of these I think you should get. They're pretty funny. All okay. right. You ready for number one? I think so. Okay. Celebrity becomes lost in a town full of crazy people. That's cars. Yeah. Well done there. Okay. okay. I'll give you, start you off an easy one. Okay. Arrogant man defends his pride against a fantasizing spaceman while the whole community escapes a torturer. Toy Story. All right. He's on a roll, man. Okay. You don't even let the audience like... Oh, I'm sorry. It. Just at least try to pretend like these are hard. I'll, I'll check. See, okay. Matt's like a, a, you know, he's a Pixar. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll pause. We need some dramatic pause. Yes. All right, you ready? Here, here's yeah. the next one. This one might be a little bit harder. Okay. Ambitious young man pursues dream job by controlling a helpless yet more privileged fool. Hmm. What could it be? Hmm. Hint, it does not give, you know, descriptions of disparity of what they are read it one more time here we go ambitious young man pursues dream job by controlling a hopeless yet more privileged fool is that monsters inc nope it is ratatouille oh you think the, the rat you know wants to be a chef okay. and he's controlling the the human, right? With okay, his hair. I got gotcha. you. All right, here's the next one. I love that one too, by the way. That is a good one. Yeah. Man endangers whole community with annihilation from a higher race before setting out to help them, only to find a circus act. <laughs> the last part should give you a big hint. A circus act. Come on, what movie has a circus act in it? Oh, uh, man, how am I not thinking about this? A circus act that ends up saving his race from a race of more powerful higher race of creatures uh yeah you lost me bugs life bugs life <laughs> the, the higher race of the grass i haven't seen that one in yeah a That's long a, time it's yeah you know, like every pixar pixar movie is good but it's you know okay it's it's okay all right ready next one yep. two grown men abduct a child and run away from the government Oh, that'd be Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, good job. Okay. <laughs> I love how these descriptions like break it down. <laughs> when you remove all the sort of extraneous sort of aesthetic elements of it and the characters and what they're made of, it they're really sounds monsters. strange. Yeah. Two grown men abduct a child. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Community faces abandonment, then faces torture by a small child, then faces imprisonment, then faces being burnt to death. Hmm. Oh, man. Uh, faces. faces abandonment, then faces torture by a small child, then faces imprisonment, then faces being burnt to death. That's not Toy Story? I'm thinking of Sid. It's Toy Story, but which one? Oh. Faces being burnt to death. What's the first one? It's the third one. The third one? Yeah, because they get captured, imprisoned. You know, think about how they're like, oh, you know, they go well, to the daycare and everything. The they're, well... I guess he wasn't going to be burnt to death. Sid imprisoned them in the first one, and he had the magnifying glass, and he was burning their face. I think at the end of Toy Story 3, they're about to be going to the trash burner thing. Okay. The whole community. It could have been either, but it's okay. Okay. All right. Next one. Okay. Lonely man spends his time cleaning before stalking a woman way out of his league. <laughs> this one I struggle <laughs> with a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it finally occurred to me. 
cleaning. Lonely man spends his time cleaning before stalking a woman way out of his league. Uh, Astronomically out of his league. Oh, Wally. (laughs) Okay, Wally. You're welcome. I'll give you a big hint there. Okay. All right, next one. Man travels world to take part in competition where people keep on internally combusting. Uh, Incredibles? No. No. And people keep on internally combusting in a worldwide competition. Hmm. Worldwide competition. People internal combustion, combusting. Yeah. It's uh, a struggle. These quizzes aren't easy, are they? No, man. Uh, what would that be? Internally combusting. What? Internal combustion. What character might have an internal combustion? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cars too, man. They're cars. Oh, internal combustion. Okay. They spontaneously combust when they get blown up from using the, um, oh, the yeah, all in cars, all. Cars too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on, that was one of your favorites. No, it wasn't one of my favorites. Cars, but, the but first car. cars. Okay. 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 All right. All right, next one. Okay. Everyone cries, and then a man defies physics to pursue dream until he discovers a stowaway and befriends two creatures. That'd be up. Yep. That one's pretty straightforward. All right, here we go. Depressed, widowed father teams up with mentally unstable woman to find his disabled son. <laughs> That'd be Finding Nemo. <laughs> it sounds so dark. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Sounds like an Oscar-worthy yeah, movie, right? right? <laughs> All right. I got two more left for you. Okay. Friends fail to keep girl emotionally stable. Uh, friends friends keep... Two friends fail to keep girl a girl emotionally stable. Inside out. Inside out. I got to say, it didn't make my top three, but I loved, I loved that movie. Just all the thought that went into oh, it. Oh yeah, and the just, psychology of it is brilliant. Oh yeah. I the mean, only reason why that didn't make my top three is because I found the main characters annoying, like joy and depression sadness. and sadness. I yeah. just, I didn't like the characters. Yeah, they. I get it, but it's just a great movie. Like it really makes you think, and it and, is brilliant. Yeah, it's very funny. Okay. All right, last one, my friend. Okay. Man's midlife crisis endangers the whole family and a whole city. Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. What could it be? Incredibles. Incredibles. That's right. Mr. Incredibles wants to keep doing superhero stuff. Yes. Uh, But yet the damage count is high. So I think I got more right than wrong. I think you did pretty good. I mean, this is up your alley. This is your area of expertise, right? (laughs) But it is hard thinking outside the... It is. Yeah. Especially if you don't have the hints with the characters. All right. right. Well, we are going to put this on pause. Take a quick potty break. A potty break? Oh, I got to run to the TMI there, dude. I got to run to the bathroom. All right. Well, well, Matt um, does. You you might have to also. (laughs) If you need to take a potty break, go for it. In five seconds, we're going to be right back with a review of Soul. Five seconds? Five seconds. I need longer than five seconds seconds. Well, it is going to be five seconds. Let's just do this. When we come back, there'll be a review of Soul. and we'll look at the theology of it and its applications. It'll be good. See you in a second. Okay, bye. And we are back, and hopefully you use that break wisely. Yes, use the time given to you. Yes, I'm much better now. So, um, <laughs> hey, so let's jump into this. We are going to do a – this is our all-theme, all-Pixar-theme show, right? Mm-hmm. Everything Pixar. So uh, we're going to be doing a review of the movie Soul. And not so much a review, but we're going to be talking about some of the spiritual implications because it is loaded with them. No doubt. But, yeah, so – here you got a guy, Joe Gardner. For those of you that haven't seen it, we'll try not to 
And Matt's going to explain the plot not badly. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> He's going to do this. Pretty, it's pretty deep. But the, but the bottom line is that. Uh, Joe Gardner is a is uh, he's a jazz musician. He's um, he's a school teacher t- teaching jazz to help pay the bills. But his dream is to become uh, a performer and yeah. um, he, on the piano. On the piano, yeah, jazz pianist. And he is just on the verge. And I'm not I'm not giving away too much here by saying this because the whole movie is about this. But yeah, spoiler alerts yeah, to some degree. He's, he's on the verge of getting his dream when he dies and. Yeah. Um, the whole rest. Well, of he doesn't movie. quite die, right? He falls like in a manhole, and so he That's goes true. into a coma. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So he's he is he is heading towards death. He's in that that yeah that state where, um, and he's he's asked to then help. <laughs> this is what this is where I'm okay. Let me help you out this. a little bit, man. Sorry. Because <laughs> because his mission th- from there is to uh, help. We're jumping over some major plot points here. Well, okay. The premise is that he is about to go to the great beyond, right? Like right. he's about to go to the afterlife. He's like, no, I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah. I still have this concert to play. Right. I need to get back to my body. And right. so he like falls off the conveyor belt to go to the great beyond and falls back into the great before, which is like this area they've come up with where there's souls being developed, which those souls are then assigned to like a baby when it's born. Right. And, you know, that's a interesting theological implication yeah, right. too there we'll talk, touch on that a little bit so that and that's where he meets 22 who yep. is the um so joe doesn't want to die soul and 22, 22 yeah soul 22 doesn't want to live yeah so so it's a good way of putting it 22 is is content to stay in that nether region to never actually live a human life and um joe is assigned to be the mentor to 22 uh when uh, 22 doesn't, doesn't the, want it. And the concept is, is there that each soul has what they call a spark. Yeah. Like the one thing that they're really, really good at or something really they're going to be passionate about, whereas 22 is like, meh, I don't have anything I'm really passionate about. I don't care about anything. I just want to be here and like just be, comfortable. be annoying. Yeah, be comfortable. Right. And so all these different all these different figures uh, throughout history have been assigned, Have once they've died, have been assigned to 22 uh, to help 22 be ready for life and like, 22's annoyed all of them. Yeah. Like it, Gandhi has failed. Yeah. Mother Teresa has failed. <laughs> they tried <laughs> and they, they couldn't do it. So, um, see, I explained it badly. So hilarity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then hilarity sort of ensues. Yeah. So the the whole rest of the movie is about that that journey where where they both realize that they can help each other here. Yeah. And um, it's it's uh, it's 22 learns that life is worth dying for. Yeah. You know, that it's beautiful. And part of the reason why it's beautiful is that it's limited. And Joe kind of realizes some things about himself and, and about, about life. purpose. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, that's... And we're not giving away the ending. We will not give away the ending. Yeah. Um, what did you like about the movie? Well, number one, I love jazz music. No um, doubt. Yeah, so that that was fun. Uh, but I really... What I, the, a lot of it... I mean, I, did, I didn't like some of the, the spiritual... Just start with what you like. Okay. <laughs> I, so I loved I loved the jazz, and I loved the, the message of the movie about... Um, passion versus purpose mm. and how um, so much of the time we think that what we're passionate about is our life's purpose. And um, uh, and, and the movie kind of helped to to separate those two to help you realize that yeah, you can be passionate about something, but your 
your purpose is much bigger than just what you like to do or love to do. It's a very so, anti-Disney Disney film. Yeah. Because you think most Disney films are sort of just be who you are as a sort of Follow your e- heart. expressive yeah. individualism. Yeah. Like all you'll hear this sometimes, expressive individualism individualism. This yeah. idea of follow your heart, just be who you are, be you, do what you love to do, right. make your life around what you care about and to wrap it around and then you will find contentment. Yeah. And it's just not true, no. you know, and that's kind of that. Joe has made play, being a jazz musician an idol, essentially. Yeah. Well, where and where everything else in life is just kind of mundane, and the journey of the movie helps him to realize that some of those mundane things we we take for granted. I mean, yeah. there's a there's a scene where uh, he's focused on the the taste of pizza or or the breeze blowing the the leaves <laughs> off in the fall. And of course, Pixar just the way they do it. It's it's now I amazing. want pizza. Thank you very much. And now so does our audience as well. But you don't want fall. Uh, we got plenty of fall. Uh, we, around. We got yeah. fall again because That's the freeze right. happened and all the leaves all just the leaves got crunchy. You know? Yep. Yep. So it's just it's it's beautiful in that it it really helps you to to take the small things in life and go, man. You know, even those things that we take for granted, they are they're important and they're special. They matter. So. You know, I really I did like the questions that are proposed um, about purpose versus passion, how your passion can become an idol and yeah. if it can turn into an obsession. Yeah. One of the things they address in the movie is this place, I think they call it the zone or the sort of this astral plane, a space between the spiritual world and the physical world where people kind of get stuck, where their passions yeah. have become obsessive, when they sort of become disconnected from life because they're just they're not aware of what they're doing. They're just so into what they're doing. You know, a person who's always on the phone, you right. know, always making work their life or what have you, where they're not really connecting with life and what's around them, just so just immersed in and obsessed with their purpose uh, that it's kind of taken over their lives. Um, so I think that was a pretty interesting observation. It makes a lot of theological implications. Yeah. You know, they were very careful to make sure that souls were basically assigned at birth. Right. Right. Um, and not <laughs> conception, because that could get awkward. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the idea that there's this sort of assigning of souls beforehand is a little strange, uh, or that you're developed and then sort of your memory is wiped, or, um, you know, who gets to go to the great beyond? It's just everybody. Right. Right. It's sort of it's sort yeah. of the Oprah Winfrey of you know afterlife theology. <laughs> well, I, I'm no basis in scripture. I mean, at all, you know, where never in scripture do we see that you know there's that kind of stuff going on to prepare us for life. You know, where uh, we're, we're told that you know life life begins, of course, at, at conception, and then you know as far as our our souls being developed or fully developed at that point. I mean, yeah. It it, it it takes some liberties. Sure, it's going to be creative. Um, yeah. But I, I really did like its its commentary on, on purpose. In fact, I want to read you this quote from the director. Yeah. Um, it says this. So after – this is from Christianity Today. I'm quoting from it. It says, after completing the popular Pixar film Inside Out – this is talking about the director. His name is, I think, Pete, Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor. That's right. Yeah. He was left wondering what was next. I realized that – and this is a quote from Pete Doctor. I realized – and as, a one, as wonderful as these projects are, there's more to living than a singular passion, mm-hmm. doctor said. Sometimes the small, insignificant things are what is really about, what life is really about. The things that we 
just kind of pass over because we get in these ideas like I have to do these big things for God, do these big things with my passion, really fulfill my purpose. We can idolize it, I think, mm -hmm. too much. In fact, the movie sort of starts off with uh, Joe Gardner teaching his band class, and he's just he's not into it. Yeah, he's not into it. He's like, oh, his kids are awful, blah blah blah. And he's got one student that's like a prod prodigy, and it comes out later in the film. And he starts to realize, man, investing in people's lives and making a difference in people's lives, that's where that's what really matters. Yeah. And you can do that whether you're whether you're a, a famous musician or you know something as as you know a, a mundane task. I mean, he was a school teacher and school, yeah. I'm not saying school teachers is a mundane task. I mean, huge huge opportunity, but you know, finding finding that purpose in in whatever it is. I mean, we're all we're supposed to be about investing in people, and um, you know, when he finally realizes that and realizes the impact he's made on that student, that kind of just that that kind of triggers something in him where he realizes that oh, I'm I'm making a difference. So, hi, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> it and it is a good reminder. I think if we're not careful, we need to notice that our culture is very obsessed with purpose. Yeah. You think about someone who's just graduated college and they go to a job and like, okay, you know, after six months I should be climbing the ladder, right? Yeah. It's like, no, just put your nose to the grindstone. You know, work that nine to five job may not be very fulfilling. Yeah. But your job it's just, it's easy for me to say because we're pastors. Mm -hmm. The idea of being a pastor is very fulfilling. Yeah, but if we're not careful, we can make our identity wrapped up in doing the things of God instead of our identity based on God. Yeah. Who God has said we are and what we are to him. And it's super easy to to make the things you do uh become your identity. In fact, or or looking towards the future. Like if if you're thinking I'm doing this so that one day, and for yeah. Joe, is that one day I'm going to be that jazz musician. And so we're, we're living... Instead of being present. Yeah, exactly. So you're living in the future and you're not in the present where God has a purpose for you today in the job that you're in or the job that you're not in yeah. um, and, and glorifying him regardless of where you're at. So go Here's ahead. another uh, quote from the article. And this is actually the article quoting an author called Cleo Wade. He recently said in the message of soul, he's encouraging anyone susceptible to the subtle idolatry to let go of trying to identify yourself by one idea or goal. Instead, commit yourself to bringing purpose and passion into each conversation, workspace, and home space you're a part of. And this sort of evokes the whole idea of do everything to the glory of God. Yeah. Well, and that is that is the purpose. Right. As as believers. Well, and and for for all of humanity, we we are created by God in His image to give Him glory. And yeah. so, as Christians, we've we've discovered that we we know that, and so that is our purpose. So, find bringing bringing purpose to every conversation. Well, you know that that big question of what is what is my purpose in life? Well, your purpose in life is to glorify God, regardless of whether you're that's a, it, whether you're a five year old or an eighty five year old. You know, and the question is, how has God equipped you to do that uniquely yeah. and really falling in grain with what he has designed you to do? And that's where that's where passion and gifting mm -hmm. comes. But that's They're useful tools. Tools. Right. They're tools. They're, but the purpose is... is and, that, and that's where Come the... Come on, Matt. Just follow your heart. <laughs> You're so heartless. That's where the movie, of course, because it's not, you know, it, it's not focused on God and his, his creation and his, his purpose for us. I mean, that's where the movie misses the mark because... True. You know, it's it's kind of left out there to figuring out what that, that purpose is. And, and I want to kind of leave with this quote. We can talk about it a little bit more, too. We stress about what we are born to do. 
Right. That's one of the quotes that um, Joe Garden says, I was born to play jazz. That's what I was born to do. Right. So he makes his passion sort of his obsession and misses out on the rest of the things. So we stress about what we're born to do instead of what Christ has called us to be. Yeah. Right. You've heard the, the cliche saying we're not human doings, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. What has God called you to be? And it doesn't be grandiose. He's called you to be faithful in the little things, the big things, everyday things. Be present with your family. Be present with your workers, Mm -hmm. people that you share a lot of life with. And just being mindful of the conversations you have and how you can make a difference in people's lives. How can I bring God glory in, you know, filling out this form, you know, for work that is super boring? Uh, How can I, you know... In our jobs too, you know, there's parts of being a pastor that are not super exciting. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's some mundane things we have to mm-hmm. do, like filling out forms for this or that, or um, I'm trying to think, you know, editing a podcast audio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, doing the podcast is fun. The post production, not so much. You know, oh, I'm glad you. Matt did. wouldn't know anything about that. No, because, uh, no, no. See, I'm living out my purpose. It's okay. Um, my passion. <laughs> no, the but. You know, you you said it that uh, when when Joe says this is what I was born to do. Well, really, I mean, because what happens? It's pretty presumptive too. Yeah. Well, what happens when you can't do that anymore? True. Like, what happens if so? You're so you're a jazz musician, and what happens when so you you're a piano player, but when arthritis starts to creep in in your in your fingers, or you know, an, an injury happens if you're destined to play sports. So, at yeah. that point, are you? Are you any less of a human being? Because now you can't do the things that you thought you were born to do, and that's that's where if we if we base our purpose in the things that we do rather than who we are as God's children and creation, then we will fall short every time, and we will we will we will wonder and and yeah, we'll, we'll struggle. Amen to that. And I, I know a lot of people, and this is kind of I want to use this as an example. For a lot of guys out there who work nine to five jobs, a lot of your jobs, you don't care about your jobs. Can you just be honest? Yeah. You're like, you know, I, I don't even like my job. Sometimes I even hate my job. But I do my job because I want to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. And that's for their passion. Is they say, and I, I know, and it's harder and harder to have this perspective. And a lot of people want to make their job, their passion, and, you know, it can be a drudgery at times. And I get that. Um, you, to some extent, you kind of like some of the things that you do. Yeah. But I really just want to commend those of you who put your nose to the grindstone, do jobs you don't care about because you care about the people you love. Well, sure. And because you, know? you provide a service. And it, it may not always feel like that, but um, you know, most jobs have a have a goal where they provide a service for people. Yeah. And focusing on that and thinking that, okay, yes, this is mundane. You know, I don't really get to see the the fruits of my labor, but but knowing that somehow, some way what I'm doing is gonna help someone with a service that you know, they need or want, mm-hmm. um, that that's significant. In fact, Mike, Mike Rowe, you know, Dirty Jobs guy? Yeah. I've listened to some interviews and stuff with him. He's really just a fascinating guy. Very, he, he doesn't come across this way, but he's just yeah. brilliant. He really yeah, is. he is. And he, he said, I was doing this interview once with this guy who started his own, um, I'm trying to think with the, the like this, they, they pump out sewers and they, you know, he had a septic. company. Yeah, septic, septic company. Yeah. yeah. So he had a company full of, you know, fleets of these trucks that pumped out people's sewers, this septic company, basically. And he's talking to the guy. It's like, how do you get into a business like this? He's like, I don't know. I just I met a need, started doing it. All of a sudden I realized you know, I started this huge company that I was just really passionate about other people's poop. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, and I think he used maybe a different word. But it's a service. But yeah, right, like the guy didn't start off thinking, man, I want to go into the septic tank business. <laughs> but after developing and pouring himself into it and really, you know, he realized he was Hopefully providing a service. Himself into it, but, yeah. <laughs> this this yeah. conversation is going to digress quickly, yeah. but it's in, in dirty jobs. But the guy found a passion for doing what he is doing because he recognized one that why well, is putting food on the table for his family, but also it provided a service that was desperately needed. Yeah. You know, sure. and so life can surprise you. It really can. Yep. And when I graduated college with a youth ministry degree, I thought, okay, youth ministry is what I'm gonna do. When I was in youth ministry, I kind of made fun of people in the education degrees, like, how oh, y'all work so hard. I take classes on how to play games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not all the classes that way. Um, but you know, then I became a teacher. And I never saw myself as a as a, ta- a teacher in the education world. Never saw that, but I loved it. I loved, yeah. you know, teaching God's word to middle schoolers. And it was a jam getting to do that for five years. And so, you know, I guess just we need to be open minded. God sure. may call you to something different. Yeah. And uh, not to be too presumptive to that, I think is important. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to that. I was born to do this. Well. Again, God can change your your passions. He can change those things in your life. So be open to that. So when you're living for your purpose, which is as a child of God, giving God glory, then allow him to use those passions. But also be, like Daniel said, open to allowing him to change those passions or to to move you in a different direction that maybe you would have never thought that you would do. True. So. Well, Matt, uh, did you pray last time or did I pray? I can't remember. Um, I should remember I think these kinds of things. So I get to pray. You get to pray. I get to pray. Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer, and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. And go watch Soul if you haven't watched. Yeah, for so sure. It's a good movie. Recommended. Yeah. Dear Father, we thank you that you have given us a connection to you, and that you mm-hmm. put us on this planet not for ourselves, but for a purpose. And that purpose is to glorify you. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you that you have given us direction. You have shown us how to live a meaningful life. Lord, we want to confess to you right now that sometimes we have taken the reins of what that looks like. We have made ourselves the the captain of our happiness, so to speak. God, we want to put you in the driver's seat and allow you to direct us and call us to what is most meaningful in this life. And we want to trust you with that. You made us after all. You know what our sparks are. You know what our passions are and abilities. So, God, we want to submit to you and allow you to direct and inspire us. Help us to be aware of those who are around us, how we can minister to them, how we can bless them, how we can direct them towards you. God, we need you to be present in our daily lives. Help us to stay connected to you through your word, through prayer, through going to church. God, we're not always great about these things, but we know through these spiritual disciplines, we establish a stronger connection to you and that you move in us and make open our eyes up to the world that desperately needs you. So we pray this all in your holy name. Amen. Amen. That's good. It was a good prayer. No, it was a good show. It was a good show. Okay. Yeah, the prayer was, the prayer <laughs> I was good, too. I remember getting the two but... thumbs up for the prayer or something. Like, okay, whatever. No, it's good. It's good stuff to think about. For sure. Yep. Well, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, hopefully this is encouraging to you. Maybe you can go watch Soul. I think it's only on Disney+, Plus, so not that we're selling Disney+, Plus subscriptions here or anything, uh, but find a way to watch it if you can. It's a good movie. It's yep. a good movie. Take it with some of the theology of the grain of salt. I'm kind of curious what your what your favorite Pixar movies are. Yeah, seriously. If but, you leave a comment on this post, what your favorite Pixar movie is, and what your least favorite one as well. Yes, so. but don't don't say planes because it's not a it's not a Pixar it's movie. Not a Pixar movie. That's right. Matt fail. All right, you can listen to us on so many 
platforms, the Googles, the iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Spotify, yep, and Stitcher. And you can always ask, hey Alexa, play TuneIn podcast Thursday, True and Trivial Talk, and she will play your favorite podcast. Why do you say the TuneIn? Because that's the, the company that, that does it. Um, so you have to say TuneIn. Yes, TuneIn podcast. All right, well, y'all have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Bye.